Hello and welcome back to the Can We Just Ask podcast. I'm Annie. And I'm Will. And today's episode is a bit of a roundup of the whole series. I can't believe it's the last episode. We we made it. We have made it. We just about made it, yeah. And as ever, this episode, as with the whole series, is in partnership with Tom's. And we just want to say a massive thank you to Tom's for being a great support for this first series. With their help, we've managed to raise over £1,000 for the Mixed Charity. That's through all the ticket sales to our panel discussions, which is absolutely amazing. So thank you, everyone who came to a panel. You contributed to raising money for a great cause. And if you want to find out a little bit about the Mix and the work they do, I'd really recommend it. They provide essential support to under 25-year-olds. Yeah, that works awesome. So we're glad to be supporting them. Yeah, and so this episode is, as Annie said, a wrap-up, a bit of a roundup of the series. Me and Annie are going to talk over what we've covered, what we've learned from the series, and hopefully look forward to what we can expect and what we can take from what the conversations that we've had. So we are going to be talking about all of the panels we've had, all of the interviews we've done, looking at the overarching topic of how can we all stand for a better tomorrow. If you like this episode, please do leave us a rating and a review. It makes a massive, massive difference. Whatever app you're listening to this on, if you can subscribe or leave a comment or anything, it really makes a huge difference in helping us get these conversations to a bigger group of people. And if you want to have a chat, just let us know. We're at Can We Just Ask on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook and Twitter as well. People still use Facebook and Twitter. There you go. We use it as well. We're there. So find us there. But yeah, do let us know if you enjoy it. We want to continue these conversations and hopefully look forward to maybe... Season two. Dun, dun, dun. But for now, this is our final episode 10. Can we just ask, how can we all stand for a better tomorrow? The only way you create change is by standing up and campaigning for those things you care for. If we hold ourselves individually to hire a cat, the world would be a better place. For me, communication is, is the key to absolutely everything. How can we all save the what world? it means to be a man or indeed a human. There's no such thing as a stupid question. The Can We Just Ask podcast starts conversations that matter. So here we are, episode 10. We've had, well... Eight really interesting conversations, if we exclude the intro. But that was me and you. We had an interesting conversation. <laughs> Don't write off episode one for off the bat. Okay, shall I not do that? No, it's fine. <laughs> so here we are. We have had some really interesting conversations. We've covered four different topics within the series. So we started with social entrepreneurship, and then we headed to masculinity and men's mental health through to female empowerment and finally finishing off with community activism. You've been paying attention. I have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to ask actually so in our in our first episode we 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 put a stake in the ground and we said why we were doing can we just ask. And so we're now 10 episodes 10 episodes in a whole series in. 10 episodes wiser you could say. 9 actually we haven't done this episode yet. Um and our initial ideas of as why we were doing this, why we were doing this, this series, why we were partnering with Tom's on it, all of that stuff. I wanted to know where you were at with that. So we initially said we wanted to slow down news and we wanted to encourage conversations with empathy and we wanted to allow people to connect with other people beyond their bubble and sphere of influence that is prevalent just on their social media. So do you think we've managed to achieve that? I think so. I think the last panel discussion that we had, um, so the last episode before this one, I left feeling a huge sense of 
accomplishment, but also um, felt really honoured to have shared the evening with such incredible people, our four wonderful panellists, our audience, um, and having a conversation which I really feel was the culmination of everything that we've done in this series and everything that we wanted to do when we set out um, to create this podcast. I, for me personally, wanted to educate myself about topics that I was interested in but didn't really know where to look. And I feel really inspired by all of the people that contributed along the way. So I do I do feel like we got there. And I feel really, really honoured to have been part of some of the discussions that we have. I think they've been really, really moving. And some of the feedback from from previous conversations have been not just like yeah had a had a great time or really enjoyed that conversation but actually people going on and actioning something as a result whether mm. that's kind of shifting the sort of jobs that they were looking for or um, starting something that they hadn't necessarily had the confidence to do beforehand it's really really cool just to think that actually by having conversations there is an opportunity to to change people's lives. Mm. And that ultimately was potentially what worries me about a lot of things like podcasts and stuff that, that even I listen to. You can drop quotes and truth bombs and everything you want left, right and centre, and that's great. And But at some point it has to make a tangible difference and you have to look forward and think. We can talk about all this theory and all this like critical thinking behind this topic, but then... We could do that for years and years and years and years and just carry on talking and not make a difference. And so how do you then take that and inspire someone to to, to change something? And and that's, I think, what we hoped we would be able to do. And, and actually, I think we have done, like you said, I think the number of the conversations we've, even I have no, like noticeably changed something about the way that I've been thinking or the way that I've been operating, even in the, the literally the last episode. Um, we had that question in the panel, which was about the way we talk about politicians. Yeah. And the whole panel just all stopped. And you could see everyone thinking, oh, wow, you're absolutely right. And we're- I hadn't necessarily thought about that before. Yeah. And and, so- it's, and that's exactly it, right? It's challenging the way that we're thinking about things and bringing in different experiences and different opinions so that we're not just sitting in an echo chamber and actually deepening and broadening our sense through other people's lived experiences rather than just through the lens of our own or the the people who live very similar lives to ourselves. Mm. What do you think has been the biggest learning for you? Because you said that you've left these things and and changed something. Yeah. Uh, The way that I listen has shifted massively. And I think... A couple of people said it. Milu said it in episode six, I think it was, and Gucci Gang also said it in episode eight. And it was, it was, the way that you listen is so important and actually makes a difference. Someone is often telling a story if it's about themselves because and because they want to connect with someone and they want that someone to understand what they're going through, and the way you react to that story is so powerful. So powerful in empowering that person to be the, in control of their own story. If you react in a way that is uh, insensitive or unempathetic, you immediately take control away from that person of their own story. And so 
truly listening without an agenda is a really hard thing to do. And the reaction word that you use there is also something you have to use with with caution because actually it's listening without a need to react. It's listening to allow somebody to be heard mm. and to learn from that listening. Mm. I think we are often made to believe that when we're listening to something, we have to chip in to make sure to to validate ourselves or to to ensure that we're bringing something to the table and actually you bring so much more by stepping back and and giving a platform to somebody else to speak whether that's in your personal life or whether that's because you've got an enormous following on social media and you're you're being a mouthpiece for other people and actually i think that that's a really interesting thing that came up in the activism conversation is the idea that Activism can kind of be pinned onto people like a badge. Really, what activism is, is is creating the space and the opportunity for stories to be told. And whether that's your own lived experience or something that's close to you that you are able to share for somebody that isn't able to share it themselves. Mm. And as a reaction to that, we all have a sense of responsibility or a responsibility to to listen. Because if we're not listening, how are we ever going to learn about each other? Because there are so many different ways, an infinite number of ways that the world is perceived and infinite number of experiences that every different person has. And so unless we're open to those, I can't see that we can stand for a better tomorrow without doing that. Mm. And so off the, off the back of uh, the last episode, would you call yourself an activist? It's so interesting because I, over, over the series, various different points have come up where somebody has given us that label. Um, and there's a sense of, and actually a few people mentioned it in in. Um, the activism panel that it's a it's an interesting word because by by identifying yourself as an activist you're kind of signing up to certain um, responsibilities and mm. certain um, expectations. But actually, as we were sitting facilitating the conversation that night, it was the first time that I felt that I could perhaps identify ourselves. Um, as activists, because I suddenly realised that what what our intention has been with Can We Just Ask is to amplify voices. Mm. And that amplification is actually a form of a- activism. Yeah. And it's and it's often one of the most powerful or effective. Not I'm not I mean that to say blowing our own trumpets. We're we're the most powerful effective form of activism. I just mean the voices that are unheard are often the ones that ha- have something really valuable to say, but they have no means by which to say it. And actually, there's this whole conversation of privilege and activism and, and privilege in, in holding these conversations. But if you if you can use your privilege of being able to have these conversations to bridge the gap and allow someone who hasn't got that privilege to have their story heard, that is so valuable in the way that we can connect with people, in the way that we can connect the world to what is a human existence rather than an individual existence and also sharing things that you you know you might not have any perception of because it's not your 
experience, mm. right? So there are conversations that we have had where people might have listened and 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 not necessarily realized that they have any experience of um the challenges within masculinity but by listening to these conversations firstly there's a realization that most of them are closer to home than you think mm. but even if they don't feel close to home that you have a realization that they're just human issues and being a human means that actually perhaps you care a lot more about all these things than you thought you did mm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that those are the things that you stand up for, but it's a broader sense of the challenges that we're facing, the things that are really going on, and actually give us more informed perspective of where to give our time, our energy, our money, our support. Mm. Well, that uh, so that has been something on my mind a lot, especially for the past uh, ten ten episodes. Is this this feel, feeling of overwhelm of there being so much negativity so much wrong that that needs to change and so many things that are unjust in the world that it's it's very difficult to know where to focus your time and actually you know we've even struggled we've even thought about coming to ask and thought we're being we're we're being generalists we're covering a whole range of topics and maybe that's because we haven't picked one that we really want to focus all of our energies on or actually maybe we we think that's because we can lend our platforms and our and our voices to open up these conversations across the spectrum. And there's value in that as well as being value in being the one person who's standing the, the tallest for a certain a certain issue. And it's finding your place and where and where you fit. And so off the back of that, I kinda I want to go through quickly the, the the pairs of episodes that we've had with you just to just to see again whether we've come to a conclusion of how we can stand for a better tomorrow in each of those issues. Yeah. So the first the first two episodes were about social enterprise, social yeah. entrepreneurship. We obviously spoke to Lisa. Yeah. Which was brilliant. excellent. She's so brilliant. And um we then had the panel, um, which was called Can Social Entrepreneurship Really Change the World? And we had the the first panel of the series with uh Josh Babarinde, um Alex Pat- Alex from Patagonia, Nick from Ashoka, and again Lisa. And actually that I found those two episodes really valuable because we did a lot of research on social entrepreneurship because I I knew something about it, but I wasn't maybe fully versed in it. And I thoroughly enjoyed reading about it because that is one route in which people with a certain mindset and a certain um, drive can make a huge difference. And I think that's the thing is that actually that is where... None of this is about picking a cause and then supporting it. It's finding it's finding what resonates and then lending your skill set to that and finding mm. your place in that is really important and actually something that came up in the final episode but also was very relevant in the first episode as well was this idea of kind of everybody having different skills and where you can use what you have and the tools that you have to... Um, to create change and i agree social entrepreneurship is a is a pathway to that which i think i was aware of but only within a limitation and those conversations really opened up the scope of it to me and helped me to understand all the different ways in which um change can be created through mm-hmm 
social enterprise. Um, and, and I agree, reading reading about that, which kind of took me back to studying economics and, and that kind of thing, which, <laughs> um, which I didn't enjoy the first time around. But th- this time reading about it was so much more fascinating because it felt very intentional and, um, and really positive. Mm. Um, and I know that those conversations left a lot of the, the live audience who were there on the, in the panel discussion with a real inspiration um, yeah. to, to go on and make some changes. There were a good few people who at the end said they were currently searching for new jobs and mm. said they were going to add a new filter onto kind of their job search. Mm. And um, some people who said Lisa is now their hero. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she was absolutely brilliant yeah. in this very room. It was the first the first one we recorded. Um, Can you remember how much hotter it was then? It was very hot, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really it was hot. Horrendous. But it was. It, she was so great. So I, I vividly remember her um, with that quote of uh, look at the step, not the staircase. And actually a few people have quoted that back to us from the podcast, from Lisa saying it and saying that is... I know she didn't make up the quote. It's she's it's a quote that she's she heard, but it's so valuable that sort of mindset of don't be overwhelmed by the the, the full goal, don't be overwhelmed by your your moonshot or whatever she, what she called it, but yeah. um, concentrate on what you can do, and what you can do is take the first step, and that's hugely valuable in getting over paralysis in how we can stand for a better tomorrow, and actually just focus on what we can physically contribute within our realms of possibility. Well, and I think that's a really good thing to to um, kind of highlight is that that paralysis is, I think, probably one of the most crippling things to the amount of kind of power that we could put behind change if people weren't so fearful mm. and it didn't feel so big. Um, and if everyone could just take the first step, and then take the second step. Mm. We'd be running marathons before we know it. But then, not this is the this is the something I grapple with a lot. Not everyone has to take a step. Mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, you have to be moving forwards, otherwise you're moving backwards, sort of mentality. But but also that there's we we what I would really like the whole of society to avoid is this pressure on people Definitely. to be doing something that even if you're just improving the world for yourself, that's great. But you don't have to go and change the world on some grand scale. You don't have to go and change the world at all if you don't want to. If you want to live your life um, without being at the detriment to others, that is categorically okay and a good way to live your life. And there's this real danger that we we do villainize people who don't try and make a difference. Yeah. So that's the fine line that I think we're we're treading. But I also think that there's, and I, I agree with you, and... Um, and actually, Gina Martin said something in the final episode, um, which was, I think, if you can't give, um, if you have money, give money. If you can't give money, give time. If you don't have time, then just be a good person mm. and look after your mental health. Mm. And I really love that because actually um, not everyone has the privilege of choice in terms of the way that they're living their lives. Mm. But those that do can can make a difference by doing something so small. And perhaps that isn't about being an activist or labeling yourself as one thing or or another. Mm. Maybe that is just by being a better person mm. and and reading about things and listening to things and educating yourself so that you know everything beyond your sphere of uh Yeah, reference. Reference, and, yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Um, so the, the, the next two, the next two episodes were about masculinity, male mental health, uh, male body image. We obviously spoke to James McVeigh in yeah. the individual episode, which for me was uh, a really, really powerful episode. He's um, obviously thought very critically about uh, a lot of his existence, his experience as a man, as a creative, as a human, as as all of this stuff. And I found that a really, really vulnerable but powerful conversation. And then we obviously had the the panel the discussion panel. as well yeah. with Iman, Derek, James and Holly. Uh, for me, I mean, I've I've been having conversations about masculinity, male mental health and 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 that stuff for a number of years now. And that's through personal experience. And if I was going to align myself with some side of activism, I'd probably align myself with 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 you know the male mental health cause. And so it was great just to hear all those other perspectives. And the perspectives of the panel especially I thought were really valuable because we we looked at both the energetic and the, the theoretical side, but we also looked at the practical side of what male mental health and male issues are doing to society. Yeah. And, we, you know, with male suicide rates, but also the, the number of uh, mass killings and, and all of that stuff coming from men the fact that that trickles down and affects the whole of society makes that issue so pertinent and so important that we continue the conversation for. Definitely. And I really loved that each of the panellists brought a very different element to to that conversation. Mm. Um, because actually, we have so much to learn from from vulnerability and and people's individual experiences but is there's also a place in that kind in that conversation for the science for the kind of research and evidence-based stuff and I feel I really feel that each of our panelists contributed to a different element that made that an incredibly well-rounded and insightful conversation mm. and the the I guess the takings from that for how can we stand for a better tomorrow in the world of masculinity were pretty much everyone was on the same hymn sheet it's conversation it's listening it's education and it's was there another one i can't i can't remember if there was i think basically talking to each other and actually listening to each other yeah and the power of that as just that is the way that we move forward the simplicity is brilliant and it's kind of obvious i think but we're wrapped up in in patterns of behaviour within society as a whole that actually mean that we overlook that very obvious mm. um, uh, potential mm. to to shift things. And talk to each other, yeah, and listen to each other, and then talk to someone else from a different point of view and listen to them as well, even if you don't agree with them. Yeah, listen to it and accept it. You don't even have to respond, and learn from it. Mm. Simple. Really simple. But powerful. Okay, and then the... the Third. One, two, three, four. Fifth and sixth. Yeah. <laughs> the grouping. The third, the third grouping. Um, was gender equality? Yes. So we had Milu, who we spoke to in Amsterdam, and then the panel with Milu, Dr. Sarah, Grace, and Fima from the Metro, which, I have to be honest, I found the the most difficult... And I guess because of the vulnerability element, again, the most difficult conversation to have. And I really enjoyed the conversation. I think um, it was, we managed to make something that could be an incredibly intense conversation um, entertaining. 
Mm. And that's a um, a huge testament to the characters and the people that we had um, involved in the conversation. The willingness of the audience to to open up and ask questions mm. um, that you know were perhaps sensitive, and and for everyone to just be really present in the space and just be there for what we were talking mm. about. Um, but that, of course, comes with challenges because it is vul- vulnerability again, and it's mm. and it's uncomfortable to be in conversations that we haven't been having having for you know we haven't grown up having let's say well that's and also to 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 experience and be involved in a conversation about a topic that as a privileged man it isn't something that's on your radar, and then for something to then be put on your radar and be so stark and powerful and so affecting other people's lives and for you to realize that you haven't realized that that is so powerful and that's the power of these panel discussions especially when we start getting audiences who who are coming to the panel and maybe they it's not necessarily a topic that they would sit on the panel and talk about themselves but it's a topic that they might listen to well, and they're there to to learn something and to mm. to listen to other people's experiences and i think that is kind of what I was getting at a few moments ago when I was saying it was having these conversations and and moving through different topics like we have in this series has been a really great opportunity for people to connect with um, topics that they haven't necessarily associated themselves with before mm. and realise that they are all human issues and mm. therefore they affect all of us even if it's not directly or very closely. There is a, an impact to all mm. of them on all of us and that they're all interconnected. It was amazing actually how much each of the conversations or each of the topics came up in the different conversations yeah and and the the female empowerment conversation the masculinity there were so many elements that connected between the two of them mm. because none of these things are in isolation well that's because we're all we're all uh, connected and we all have female and masculine energy and we're it's you know it's it, we're, we all come from the same place and we're all going to the same place so yeah. let's try and get there together yeah. as opposed to separately. Yeah, and actually one of the things that Milu said that was so pertinent was uh, was when she talked about being an activist on your own level in the way that you speak to your friends and the way that you, if if something, if they say something that you think isn't quite right, don't tell them it's wrong, question them, mm. start a conversation, start a discussion. And that, if anything, validated what we were doing. Starting conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, she was like, I think she was talking about um, the word slut. And she, she said to her friend, why is that person a slut? And the friend, and the friend said, oh, just, just because she sleeps with loads of people. And she says, well, why, why is that an issue? And then the friend was like, uh, I don't know. And then suddenly you've, that person is, is just thinking about the way that they use language and thinking about the relevance of the the terminology that they're using. And this is kind of the conversation, again, around vulnerability and discomfort, right? Because that tension comes from um, being uncomfortable Mm. in a place. But that tension is where we actually have the, you know, if we're willing to show up and put ourselves in that place and, and do that in conversations with the people that we know, people that we don't know. Um, It doesn't have to be aggressive. Tension Mm. can be an incredibly positive thing from which a huge amount of growth and understanding can come from. Everything has come from tension. The mountains started because of tension between tectonic plates. There you go. So all growth comes from tension. There you go. Some sort of tension. 
gravity. We've got a geographer among us. <laughs> so then on to the final, the final pairing, community activism, mm. which we kicked off with an interview with two members of the Gucci gang in Paris um, who have created an incredible um, environment online and now in person called Safe Place to enable young women to come together and share their experiences and, and essentially create um, a community where where women feel like they can can share their experiences, learn from each other, and support one another. And actually, that conversation was really fascinating. These um, two young women who have taken all of their sort of influence um, and put it to to something so good and so needed just by sensing what is in their environment, what isn't in their environment and what is needed in order to um, support a safer place for young women and girls growing up in in their city. What I actually, you know, I think I took from that the most is, and granted, Thais and Angelina, they have the privilege of a platform and they have the privilege of confidence to talk about it. But what they were so aware of is that not everyone has to be that person. Mm. And that was where the discussion went. And actually, that is what one of the main conclusions from this whole series that I'll draw is that not everyone has that privilege. But they even said, like, I think it was Angelina who said, my mum is a vegan. Or maybe it was Tice, I think. And and she's just, she's not going to become a vegan activist but she's she's just going to stop eating as much meat and she's going to stop having dairy and then maybe she'll tell a friend that she's doing it and then maybe a friend will do it that can be classed as activism that is creating change and that is tangible change that everyone can do that isn't paralyzing in in the form of being like oh my god i need to have a platform to be able to talk about this or oh i need to i I'm, i can't write an article for vice because i'm not a writer you know i can't do any of this stuff but what I can do is what's in my control. And that's what they were so aware of. They were aware of their privilege and their, their, their fo- the strength of their voice. But they were also aware that there are plenty of people who don't have that, but that can still make a difference. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? All of the people that we have been fortunate enough to chat to over the course of the series have created... A platform through their work or have a platform that they've then been able to use um, but that everything can be done on a local level mm. and actually speaking to one person about something you care about or challenging one person to reconsider something that they've said or done mm. um, in a non-aggressive inclusive understanding and compassionate way could have just a big just as big an mm. impact as shouting about it from you mm. know from a much more you know sizable platform well one is a hundred percent more than zero. Exactly. That's not actually, that's not maths, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, and I, someone mentioned in the panel discussion, so the last panel discussion about uh, can anyone be an activist, which I think was a, a really a great way to end. They talked about optimism. Yeah. And if we don't have any optimism, there's nothing to fight for. And you may as well give up all hope. And so there's a real, a real benefit in optimism. Sometimes it's really hard to feel optimistic. You look at the news and, and it's all... And like an absolute nightmare. But actually, that's that's a really good point because when we started this, we wanted to bring people in from all different um, narratives and experiences. And actually, sometimes what we 
what we're doing when we're when we're reading the news or getting our information is is that it's it is too narrow and that we're not broadening ourselves and, and seeing the optimistic stories or hearing about things from people who have lived a very, very different lives to mm. ourselves. And so actually where that pessimism is perpetuated is in our in our narrowing of sources of information, right? If we open that up, then and see a broader scale of things, then it becomes much more balanced and things feel a lot less pessimistic, I think. Mm. And the, the final, I mean, the final panel, I genuinely could have spoken for about three hours to, to those panellists. I was it pretty was, devastated when I saw yeah. what time it was and if we had I, to wrap it up. Genuinely, I mean, and this isn't even a plug. If, if you've listened to this episode and you haven't listened to that final panel, I, I it promised you it's full of so much information, so much inspiration as well to be any form of change maker within your own world it's it was so powerful i left that feeling so inspired yeah so we had um alice ad gina martin richie brave and alex holmes from the diana diana award and it was unbelievable to be able to share the evening with each of of those people and to really grasp the scale of their work and each of them is so humble Mm. and so um and and you know what i think it's because they do what they do because they really care yeah but they really really care and they work bloody hard and Mm. they do incredible things um and and i think the 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 passion what was very clear is that they shared passion and compassion and um, and a willingness to be challenged and to grow. And I think those are all things that make them activists or, mm. or, or kind of um, mean that people put those labels on each of them. Mm. But really what, you know, in as as much as, being inspired by their work, what they offered was a chance to see how anybody really can be an activist. Mm. Because if you care about something, then use what you have and use the resources that you have and your skill set and find where you fit in the conversation. Mm. You don't have to be Greta Thunberg, you don't have to be the person at the front of the fight, mm. but there is a place for everybody in each of these causes. And if it resonates with you and it stirs something up within you, then harness that energy and and find a way to to contribute. You know, it isn't about stepping into spaces which perhaps don't, you know, that that aren't your lived experience. Let people that have lived things front those, but find ways that you can support them if it's something that you feel strongly about. But we're not going to ruin that episode for you. Yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Go and listen to that if you want to hear that final discussion. It genuinely is really amazing. Uh, so that, that brings us to now, episode 10. Uh, so, so this episode... Um, what do you so, think about this one? You- <laughs> I thought it was okay. <laughs> Do you feel wiser? Mm, I actually feel a bit stupider, actually. <laughs> <Joking>. <laughs> um, uh, so let, let's talk about the series as a whole. Thoughts, feelings, concerns. How do you um, how do you think we can all stand for a better tomorrow? I think the common thing that ran 
through the series and resonated with me hugely is by listening, by keeping an open mind, by learning from each other and by having important conversations that don't necessarily feel comfortable, Mm. but inevitably lead to growth. Mm. And understanding where you're getting your information from and knowing that you are in control of what it is that you consume. Mm. You can choose to consume positive news and feel optimistic, but you can also choose to look at the stuff that you might find difficult that isn't necessarily within your sphere, your world, but might help you expand that world just by listening to someone else's experience. Yeah, and finding a balance between all of that, you know, be be broad about it, make mm. sure that we're making sure that we're that we're looking outwards constantly and upwards and trying to expand our understanding of things by by looking beyond our own experience, our own lives. And treat everyone like a human. Yeah. That's really valuable. From all the conversations we've been having, everyone has said a lot of problems stem from people not treating mm. people like humans. Yeah, take responsibility and then let people be, you know, forgive people, let them let them be better. Mm. So that's it for season one. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. I feel feel really honoured to have have spent the last ten episodes having such incredible conversations, and mm. I can't wait to see uh, what twenty twenty brings. Yeah, so watch this space. We will absolutely be doing more panel discussions. We think they're hugely valuable, and if you can make it down to one, even if it doesn't necessarily seem like something that you would necessarily go to all the time. I would suggest going because you can really learn something just by looking into the eyes of other people that you maybe don't spend all of your time with and hearing what they've got to say. So you can stay in touch with us uh, on social media. Um, we'll, we'll still be online, even if we're, we're not on podcast. Mm. Um, and in the meantime, um, just keep having conversations. Look people in the eye, have, have conversations that make you feel uncomfortable. Listen and, and yeah, let's make tomorrow even better. And start conversations that matter. There you go. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Camera Disaster Podcast. If this is the first one that you've listened to, we have a whole load of other episodes of season one that I really really do implore you to go and listen to. They've been really great conversations and we'd love for you to get involved. If you like what you've heard, please do leave us a rating and a review. If you leave one on iTunes or if you download the podcast from Spotify, all of that makes a huge difference and we really want to share these conversations beyond our sphere and to people who we think will benefit from them as well. So please do share it with your friends and let us know if you like them at Can We Just Ask on all social media accounts. We will be there. And if you want a say on what happens in 2020 on the podcast, then make sure you get in touch because we are heading that way and we can't wait to share it with you.